Paul 1 12-20, Luke 23 35-43. We come to the last Sunday of the liturgical year. In a liturgical assembly, the principal figure always comes at the end. Fittingly, we conclude it with the Feast of Christ the King, all our lives, even the whole cosmos finds its meaning in Him, as the reading from Colossians says. Yet, as we come to the Gospel, we are left in a strange place, at the foot of the cross. It is not where you would expect to find a king, certainly not the king of the universe, God's Messiah. One of the most significant events in the history of Christianity was the legitimization of the new religion by Constantine. It is fair to say that this overhauled and affected every aspect of the lived Christian life. Till then Christianity was a persecuted religion. The persecution varied from economic hardship, loss of livelihood and ostracization to torture and death. Being a Christian meant that you found yourself outside the structures of society. Very true today for a lot of our brothers and sisters around the world. This meant a life of suffering but spiritually there was a sense of clarity and comfort. This was how Jesus himself died, outside the city gates, rejected by everyone. The persecution reminded them that there was nothing to expect from the world. You had to trust God's provision and care for everyday living. You knew your brothers and sisters and there was a natural sense of affiliation and love within the community. But with the legitimization of Christianity came a crisis. Whole hordes of people were now becoming Christian because it was not just legal to do so but was favored by the state. To be Christian no longer held the cost it once did. The way to sanctity was less clear. It led to a whole group of people emigrating to the deserts in search for a place where they could find God in the emptiness of the world once again. There they would live as communities of love, depending on God and not trusting the passing goods of the world. The desert communities were what gave rise to the monasteries later which had the same principles. It doesn't mean of course, that to be Christian you have to give up everything and become a monk. And to be clear, that Christianity was legalized was clearly God's doing and something good. But the seduction of the world has always been a threat for Christians and the Church. With Christianity being friends, or absorbed? Dashed by the state, it meant being infiltrated by the world, the politics, its rivalry, competition and whatnot. The fallen world is one of rivalry and competition, where might is right, power the highest ideal. I was reminded of this early Christian dilemma on a school visit recently. One of the primary school children asked me, if God is love, how could he create the world? Just by loving I can't create a building for example? What a great question. I need some knowledge, abilities, power, in other words to do things. In God, his knowledge, power and love are the very same thing. His love is his power, and his power is his love. But in the world, as even this child could pick up, power and love are not experienced simultaneously. In fact, love suffers for the sake of power. When the love of God appeared in the world, the best of the world, Rome which prided itself on its justice and Israel which boasted of knowing the true God, put him on a cross because he didn't fit the world's idea of power. As fallen man, we seek power more than anything else. We have to fight for our rights, we have to assert ourselves over others, we have to work the system to prosper. It is difficult to know how to provide for your legitimate needs while pursuing holiness. For the early Christians it was very unclear if you could even be a Christian in such a world. The church herself has fallen repeatedly when it has become too wedded with the state or too comfortable with wealth. It ends up betraying herself and her mission altogether. And this drama is played out in the Gospel. The religious leaders have exposed him as a fraud, a king who has no power. He is so powerless that he literally cannot move his hands or feet, nailed as they are to the cross. How could this be God's Messiah? Yet, this was the revelation of the kingship of God. His power is absolute but cannot be forced in the ways of the world. It requires faith to know this king. One of the thieves mocks him, alongside the religious leaders. If you are the king, save yourself and us. 
This is the voice of the world, of manipulation and deceit. It uses everything and everyone for itself. He can recognize that there is something special about Jesus. Maybe he heard he was the worker of miracles. But he only sees something, someone that can be used. There is no repentance. Even here, his problem is that the world is wrong, not him. He has ended up here maybe because of his parents, perhaps an unjust society. Even at his death, he sees Jesus simply as a useful tool out of his terrible situation. The salvation he wants is of the world and according to the ways of the world. He finds nothing. But the other thief realizes who this is. Somehow, in that bloodied body, he recognizes the goodness and love of God. And in doing so, he recognizes the glory of the King. In the last moment of his life, he acknowledges his own unworthiness and wrongdoing. He makes no demands, doesn't fight for his rights, doesn't compare himself with anyone else. He simply asks for mercy. And this criminal who has led a life of wrongdoing, whose life is a failure, is the first to experience the power of the King. The King will rise, and he will rise to new life with him. In giving himself without demands, this thief finds the power of the King because he finds his love. His reveals the King by his unconditional surrender, because this is how simply the King always gives of himself to his people. He finds God who has appeared in this God-forsaken place. This is the startling challenge that is placed before us today. Can we trust this King who is powerless to save us? He comes to us powerless in the Eucharist. Can we depend on Him? Maybe we think we are too bad to be saved. Or we trust Him on Sunday, but we need other means to survive on Monday. But if we give of ourselves to Him, whatever our situation might be, offering ourselves in love, we will find His mercy. And finding His love, we will also experience the power of His resurrection in our lives. Music